Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's a good show. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beauty. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beauty. Natural beauty. Natural beauty. Na, 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 This is Nash Beauty. This is Nash Beauty. Pumpkins cream in the dead of night. This is Nash Beauty. Everybody make a scene. Cream your neck till the neighbor's gonna die of fright. It's a pod. Everybody scream on this pod of Nash Beauty. Welcome to Nash Beauty. It's October. <laughs> Do you smell the pumpkin spice lattes in the air? Do you smell the fall eye palettes? Do you smell the metallic liquid lips? That's right, it's October. We're getting spooky on Natribute today, okay? Let me tell everybody about my very special guest. That is way too qualified and busy to be here. So thank you in advance. <laughs> let me read. Let me learn y'all, okay, about this guest. Let me just tell y'all everything you need to know. Okay. My guest today is a 2016, 2017, and 2018 makeup artist and hairstylist guild award winner and Emmy nominee. She is the creative force behind some of the industry's most memorable faces. For 20 years, she's perfected her award-winning makeup technique and adapted it to the most current styles and production technology. She's regarded for her mastery of HD makeup. She's also responsible for some of the most iconic ads you've seen in recent years. If you've seen any of the American Horror Story ads, which you all have seen, the makeup, she's done it, honey, and we're going to talk about it because we're getting spooky today. Okay, what else? She is a makeup designer, a department head, an educator, a spokesperson. We have so much to discuss. Please welcome Carrie Herta to Natch Butte. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for super, being here. Oh, super excited to be here. Thanks for asking. Did you have fun uh, listening to my kooky song? Yes. Yes. Very are you, much. Are you a fan of The Nightmare Before Christmas? Of course. I mean, honestly, who isn't? Never met one. It's also very timeless. Like, my little nephew is four and loves it. So everybody loves it across all generations. I can get behind it. Thank you so much for being here, Carrie. I mean, to say that you started early is an understatement. Because I have here that you were a licensed cosmetologist before graduating high school. Yeah, so, I was. So tell us about that. How did that happen? And what made that happen? Well, I I think I always knew I was into beauty and the arts and all these things. You yeah. Know. As a young kid, I mean, my parents would get me Barbies and I just wanted to cut their hair off. So yes. I didn't really care to like put her in a dream house or a Corvette. I just wanted to change her outfit. But uh, I kind of thought that I wanted to get into, you know, science and medicine. And, and so I thought that was going to be my real job. 
So my high school happened to offer an after-school program where you could go attend beauty school. And I thought, okay, well, this is something that I'm going to pursue, get it out of my system, maybe something I can do on the side, because all I wanted to do is just give everybody a makeover. So went to school um, or went to beauty school after school every single day and then full time on Saturday. And you just loved it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And um, and then took the state board and and was licensed at 17. So wow. that's just what happened. That's so neat. My yeah. you know my high school had that program. So yeah, that's great. really cool. I don't know if they still do. Shout out South Garland High School in Garland, Texas. Uh, but at the time, I didn't really think about that. That's really cool how it could completely change the course of somebody's life. For sure. And I mean, how accessible I was, it was, yeah. oh, you know, was, as a teen. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It was accessible. And uh, I, I guess I realized how I was wired, mm-hmm. you know. So getting getting to do that at a young age, I thought, was it was great. So, And so— Straight out of high school, did you just just pop right into that business? Were you like, I'm ready, baby. Here we are. Well, kind of. I mean, I don't think I popped into anywhere. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. you know, I was young. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I re- really looked young. So I I worked in a salon and, and you know, got some clientele and I mean, I was 17, 18, you know, and then I realized I'm like, okay, so after I cut your hair, but what I really want to do is like change your eyebrows, go through your makeup bag, right. I just want to give you a makeover and the, turn you into a ghoul, into something, <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, I was all enamored by monsters and everything like that. And, and just as time went on, you know, I, I did seek education in science, but I just stayed in touch with, you know, just makeup and the arts and things like that. And I think just like meeting one thing or one person after another and doing one thing over here and one thing over there, all of a sudden I was like, well, wait a minute, I kind of have a career. Yeah. Yeah. So did you eventually move to California or New York? Well, my family relocated here from Detroit when I was, uh, like, well, before high school. Oh, nice. So you're a Cali gal. Well... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I know my roots. But, I mean, when I was young, we moved back and forth from Detroit to New York. Mm-hmm. So I, I have the mis- Midwest and East Coast roots and stuff like that. But um, as an adult, when I did get into the industry and got busier, I did work in New York a mm-hmm. lot. And was bi-coastal for quite some time until I realized I have to really like, put some roots down in one place or the other. And it ended up being L.A. That's really neat. Yeah. So... Going from a teen cosmetologist to arguably the top of the field obviously didn't happen overnight. We have so much to discuss. Um, but the first thing I'd love for you to do is for you to define some terms for us. I read a lot of your bios and a lot of your stuff. It says makeup design, art director, makeup artist. What are those three? What are the differences between those three things? And is which is the proper term for you? Like, what would be the thing? Oh, my friend Carrie, she's a blank. What should I say? Like, and and I guess the difference between those three things. Gosh, it's a great question. I know it's I know it's a lot. No, but they're great questions. Yeah, because there's someone who's a makeup artist, but then somebody who's a makeup designer. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is um, you know, 
titles. Everybody's right. giving themselves titles. Right. <laughs> you know, yes. so, you know, it's the day of like Instagram and Facebook yes. and just, you know, every, everyone's a makeup artist. Everyone's yes. a makeup artist. Uh, but to really define it in terms of the industry, so I. I'm first and foremost as a, I'm a makeup department mm. head. Yes. Which, so, what does that mean in case people don't know? Right. So I'm. I do high. happen to know, just so everyone knows, I actually do know that. Yeah. But I don't know a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So uh, makeup department head is who is hired by the client or the production. And then in turn, we hire our team. So we oversee, you know, usually a team of artists. You know, a lot of times makeup department head will oversee hair as well. Sometimes they're separate, but you know we're we're basically in charge of our team and our department and all things related to um, basically makeup. Yes, and then um, as far as a makeup designer goes, that's kind of like next level to makeup department head. So. Usually you're kind of both, really, or if you are solely designing, then you'll have a department head that can take on all the other responsibilities. But makeup design is you really working closely and hand in hand with your client, whether it's director, producer, you know, all the creatives and you go through the process with them and it's your job to take whatever their idea is and you know, bring it to fruition. So you're you're really designing every element. You know, we we oftentimes will take a person that is like they look one way, like they're blonde, blue eyed, you know, whatever, and we turn them into something completely different. So we need to be able to take, you know, any person and manipulate them into, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever, really. And your job could be as easy as, oh, I'm, you know, the department head for a, um, a shampoo commercial. So it's pretty much just simple, glam, really natural, beautiful. Or you could say, I'm going to turn Sasha Baron Cohen into a completely different person. And you have to do prosthetics and contacts and hair. and So you could pretty much do do it all at this point. Because of all the stuff you've, all your career and your resume, I mean, it's pretty crazy. But some days you don't, you don't know. It could be that easy or it could be, yeah, she's nodding. She's nodding. Yes. How interesting. And then what is, what was the last one? Oh, how, what is art directing? Well, in terms of a makeup uh, artist. Well, yeah, in terms of a makeup artist, for me, I think it's almost a little ne- unique to um, my FX network client mm-hmm. because they not just rely on me for their makeup design. They know that I know these faces and I know the wigs. I know, I know every element of what's happening. So while we're shooting, a lot of times they look at me kind of like, how do you feel about this? What right. are you thinking? And I'll direct sometimes saying, well, maybe we change the light a little or angle or have them look down. I mean, these are the things that they're relying on me for. So that that would be art direction. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, you wear a lot of hats. Yeah. You wear a lot, a lot of hats. One thing I read, you know, on Natch Butte, we're all about... Um, Getting to the bottom of what we're told, ingredients, um, ethics of companies, we're trying to do our best. And one thing that struck me when I was reading your bios and your interviews and things is that it says you're known for your high ethical standards in the makeup industry. So I was wondering, like, what does that mean to you? Oh. What are what is high ethical standards? I know you're like, oh, that's probably a very loaded question. But what does that mean in terms of your career? 
Well, it means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's something I take a lot of pride in. Yes. Um, first and foremost, I'm a chick. Yep. So we can always start there. Right. But I also started young. And when I started out, there there wasn't, you know, websites and Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, it, it just it wasn't easy. Right. So I, I really pounded the pavement. I worked really hard. And any time anybody gave me an opportunity, like, I really honored and owned that. And... As a result, I learned a lot about the business. I learned from old timers that have been around for a long time. So I really, I really respected anybody that gave me a chance and an opportunity. And I really hope as time goes on with what's happening in the beauty industry that, you know, artists do the same when the torches pass and next generations do the same thing. But my, as far as like really high ethical standard, you know, I, I hold myself to a high ethical standard, which means anybody that works with me, I do the same. Love it. But my clients do as well. I have clients that I've been fortunate to have for well over 16 years. So, you know, if they believe in me, you know, I have to believe in what I'm doing at all times. And, and I just I just keep my ethics tight. And I'm proud of that. I think that's really awesome. It's it, to me when you see a team that's been together for so long, it just shows it, what is the expression about like working on set? It's like you have a party and you invite who you want to come to your party. Wow. So yeah. it's like if you're invited to the party every year, honey, then clearly you're fun to be around. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. So be nice. I feel <gasps> like that's. Jeez. Yes. Be, be respectful and nice and uh, treat people the way you like to be treated. They're golden rule, baby. I love it. Once you, did you ever, uh, this has come up a few times when I've interviewed MUAs. Did you go to specific schooling to learn some of these special skills, or, or did you learn on your feet from, like you said, kind of the OGs in the business while you were on set? Like, hey, you want to see a, a bald cap? Come over here. I'll show you how to do it, toots. Or did you go to school and learn it? Like official school? Uh, both. Yeah. But there wasn't really, oh gosh, I sound so old. When I first, <laughs> when back I, in my day, <laughs> back in my, back day. In my, you know, I'm already doing back in my day. I've been in LA for 12 years, but so much changes. I mean, yeah. you know, in 12 years, how much has changed in your business? I mean, so much. So it's like, I'm always like, back in my day, I didn't have Instagram. You know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. We got to own it, you know? Oh, I, yeah, I own it. There's oh, no yeah. way around it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I first started and I first started seeking education, mm-hmm. there really wasn't makeup schools like wow, there is now. Crazy. There just wasn't. Yeah. There was this one big school, and I think, like, everybody I knew went there. Mm-hmm. And it just never seemed like the right time for me to go to that school. and. I just looked anywhere for education, yeah. anywhere I could, anywhere. I mean, I was obsessed with it. Anybody that's going to teach me a little nugget. And I just remember that I worked under these old timers that really took me under their wing and they, they taught me everything they could. Yeah. And they taught me like the really old school way of doing things. And it was, you know, old school way is obviously more difficult. Right. So, you know, now there's products that make everything easier. And so I learned the hard way. And I think as time went on. I just adapt and evolve. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to this day, I mean, I'll, I'll look at somebody that's working under me and I'll be like, what's in your kit? What do you got? How are you yeah. using it? What are we going to do? Because almost every single one of my really intense jobs are let's 
figure this out. Like, yeah. we're all just scratching our heads like, okay. And I'm sure the products have evolved so much. Everything. I mean, oh, cameras, yeah. lenses, lighting. Yes. I mean, everything. Oh, yeah. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's perfect transition because I would love to talk to you about the TV industry and how high def TV affected it and the evolution of your job and how high def changed the industry. Because I'll tell you a little anecdote real quick. I was in college. This was probably 2004, five ish. And my boyfriend at the time's roommate was a major tech head, and he just bought this brand new HDTV. And Conan O'Brien was on. I love Conan. I've been watching Conan, you know, since I was a kid. And he goes, we just got HD cameras. Let's test them out. And they zoomed in on his face. You could see his pores. You could see the powder in his pores. And he was going like, whoa. And we were all going, eh. Like I put my hands over my face, oh, and I was like, "Oh my god!" That was the first time I had ever seen HD TV, and Conan was doing a bit, being like, "Look how disgusting I look with this new camera," and it was like so obviously the change in cameras affected the skincare industry, the makeup industry. So I know I read in your bio that you kind of helped transition the makeup department at the time on your show. So tell just tell us a little bit about that in the in the cameras and and how it all evolved. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Gosh, I love everything you just said and it's so true. Yeah. Um so what Many people might not know is I really because I I knew back when I started getting into special effects as a young girl. I mean, like nobody was going to give me a shot. Right. So you I mean like just because of um they didn't take you seriously because if you were young. That and it was such a guy's right. world. Right. I mean, they're in special effects shops and right. they're dudes. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So um, I really did a lot of beauty and I started out as a beauty artist and I did a lot of celebrity well I still do but celebrity and mm-hmm. print and editorial and all that kind of stuff you know way back when models were still on magazine covers and right. stuff like that right and um Back then, Photoshop wasn't what it is right. now. And, you know, we lined up a shot with a Polaroid, you know. So wow. we didn't know what we were going to get. It wasn't like right. instant gratification. You had to develop like, the film. That, Imagine. Yeah. And you couldn't like, see. Gee, I wonder what that, right. you know, magazine how, spread's going to look like. How crazy you know? to even so, think about that now. Yeah, no, it's wild. But yeah. but I, I just remember that, like, you had to approach every makeup every face with like the utmost precision you know you just have to is it's detail it's about the skin images are really really close and tight and then when um i was always doing you know 
beauty editorial as well as, uh, you know, commercial and mm-hmm. television and stuff like that. But when I really started getting into television, HD was really, you know, coming out. And I remember all these artists were scared. They were like, oh, my gosh, I have to blend. Like, what's right. that all about? <laughs> you know, because standard FTV, you know, they never really, you know, showed a lot of that stuff right. up close. You know, oh, nobody missed, really saw the detail. I miss the golden age that I should have been around during that. God, for real. That's why in the 80s, all the women in the movie, everybody, everybody looks fantastic and all the okay, movies because totally yeah yeah that beautiful blur honey yeah filter everybody <laughs> yeah everybody was everybody looked great <laughs> yeah so you know and for me I'm like well I don't know what the deal is with right. everybody freaking out because you know I was already used to right. polishing off every makeup to perfection and and I would talk to DPs I would talk to lighting I mean I would talk to everybody right. I would learn what this was all about and and so I would just remember I was always approaching my makeups that way and never like I always had a voice in my head. You're never going to approach a makeup like somebody is going to Photoshop it like right. you can't do that. Right. So I always just approached everything like this has got to be money, you know, when it's done. And and so then, you know, after a while, producers actually hired me to go into other makeup departments and and transition them into HD, which, you know, awkward. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Hmm, yeah, that powder? Mm, no. <laughs> yeah, well, and people didn't understand that it's like, you know, a lot of times when they would transition into HD, they thought, well, there's more clarity, so we have to put more makeup on. Right. And you put more makeup on, then you put more powder on. And, and even products evolved. So when they took a lot of the mineral oils out of it, you know, it became less greasy, and you don't really need to powder stuff right. like that. And it took a while for people to really understand and catch on to the new product technology. So it was just something I always just tried to learn. And I remember when I took on All My Children, which was on the air at that point for 40 years in New York. And they're like, well, we're going to bring it to L.A. and transition it to HD at the same time. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. So here's this whole cast. Most most of them New Yorkers never, you know, don't drive, you know, never lived anywhere other than New York, you know, come to L.A. and then they go into H.D. And, you know, we how terrifying, honestly. I mean, how vulnerable. Well, I look. Yeah. For everybody. Yes. I mean, I look back at it. I'm like, whoa. I took that on. I was like yeah. thinking, you know, but it was it was like the best challenge and such a joy. And, you know, I have amazing relationships for it anyway. But I I mean, I do love the challenge. and I learned a lot yeah. from it, too. But we shot episodes like three months behind, you know, out. So yeah. they, they the actors didn't see what they looked like. And they look at me in the makeup room. They're like, well, I mean, I'm not orange and I'm not pancaked and right. I'm not powdered every 30 seconds. Are you sure I'm OK for camera? I'm like, right. trust me. Trust me. And I could see that they were like hesitant, but they're like, all right, that's why our new department head says, right, here we go. And sure enough, when episodes came out, they're like, wow, it looks great. I look like a human and I can actually walk out the door and go to dinner from work. You know, so it was, (laughs) (laughs) you know, my mom did these weird like segments on the local news at one point for one of her jobs. And I remember the news guy was orange Mm -hmm. and the makeup on his face was like shackled on. So that's so interesting. So that's what makeup on film used to be. Oh yeah. Prior to the the HD cameras. Yep. Wow, that's so crazy to, to to how would you like you said I guess it was your the editorial background because you were like I know how to make people look good on camera honey. 
Yeah. How interesting. That's so neat. Yeah. Well, and I also wanted to learn everything I could. You right. know, I, I, I had the unique opportunity of working in still, like, editorial mm-hmm. and then, you know, digital cameras. So, you know, I, I did a lot of different stuff. And so I just tried to learn as much as I could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's so interesting. I also feel like HDTV really changed skincare. <laughs> because I've... I'm going to... I'm not going to say names, but I've seen very famous people in front of me at line at the pharmacy picking up Accutane because nobody wants zits because you see them on the camera now. But they used to not have. If you watch a movie that's been turned into Blu-ray, an older movie, honey. Interesting. My favorite, favorite, favorite is, and this isn't because of zits, but Rocky Horror Picture Show, if you watch it in Blu-ray, the terrible, smeared white makeup on Tim Curry. Like, you can see the brush smears and his stubble jutting out of it, but it's so iconic and, like, perfect for that movie, but it is just the worst makeup. Horrible. But, yeah. but so great in the same <laughs> breath. I mean, I love that. That movie in HD is my favorite! Anyway, I'm going off topic. Well, you know, while we're getting spooky with Rocky Horror, maybe it's the perfect time to start discussing American Horror Story. Because as you're well aware, because of all your awards and accolades, I can't even think of an ad campaign from the past, you know, decade that is as iconic. Everybody knows those ads. People that don't even watch the show. I mean, everyone who I told was com- you were coming in here, I said, oh, she does the American Horse. <gasps> oh my god, the one with the key going through the face. Or, oh my god, the witch lady with the, with the teeth nails. I mean, everyone has at least one in their head that it struck you and it stayed with you. So let's just get into that. Uh, because I feel like it's October and we're trying to get spooky and they're iconic. So where should we even begin? Uh, let's start with, like, the first time you were given this assignment. Um, like, who comes to you and says, like, we were talking about earlier with, like, art directing and makeup design. Like, hey, we're doing ads for this show. Uh, it's a spooky show. How does that ha- How does that all come together initially? And what all are you told uh, in order to create the vision? How much of that is you? How much of that is you are told to do, you know? Indulge me, baby. Well, I feel like with them, it really started back in the nip-tuck days, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, which you did those ads, too. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like American Horror Story, because it's it's a market. Ryan Murphy. Yeah, it's both Ryan Murphy. But the very talented team of marketing um, people over at FX Network, it— I've been with them since pretty much they formed their own right. um, marketing team. So that it started really with the Nip Tuck right. days, mm-hmm. and and it evolved. So by the time we even got to you know American Horror Story, we already had this thing we were doing right. together. And um, you know back in the Nip Tuck days, even still, it, even though it's not that long ago, but it was long ago enough where. Even, you know, digitally things have right. come really far. So we, we sometimes we would have a meeting and they would just tell me an idea. Yeah. Verbally. And I'd be like, okay. 
So because Nip Tuck <laughs> had crazy ads too. Totally, it did. That show was so awesome. I did background on it twice. Just so you know, <laughs> when I first started in LA, yes, I was a Nip Tuck girl. Yeah, because it was like a, a thing. Like, oh, I worked on. I'm a Nip Tuck regular. So, <clears throat> so yes, uh, very exciting. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that was kind of the beginning of the relationship mm-hmm. with. Um, that client mm-hmm. and the executive there, uh, Stephanie Gibbons. She's she's the brainchild behind most everything you see with those images, and she's she's just brilliant, and she trusts me. I think because like what I used to say is no good deed goes unpunished. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, pulled that off out of the woods. No, you know, you pulled that off. So then like. Something else. Oh, well, now I know that we can do that crazy right. idea. You so, keep upping your stakes. Yeah. So, you know, and so we all have and we all did together. And I think by the time American Horror rolled around, it was, I think, it was like kids in candy store. We were like, you know, let's take these crazy ideas. And and what's genius about them is they like imagery that alludes to the season and, and alludes to different things. And so they it's like a mind bender in a way where you don't really know what it's about. Mm-hmm. And, and you see the fans really get immersed in that and they love it, love it. So we love doing that for them. Creating those those images, but a lot of it is here's just a bunch of images on a paper, and you know here's just the overall vibe, and then we're we have to figure out what to come up with, right? You know, and other times it's very very specific. You know, here's this this image I want create it like this, and then I have something to go by. But um, it varies from season to season. Well, or campaign to campaign, campaign to campaign, yeah. but also even during a campaign, there might be one image that I'm lucky enough to say, you know, they'll say here, pretty much bring this to life. Um, but then there's 14 others. <laughs> yeah, others. I mean, there's a lot of images every season. Sure. There's a lot for sure. Yeah. How long would you say it takes to get one of these photos finished and ready to go. I mean, I'm talking from initial concept to the execution to the post to getting it on the page of the magazine. Yeah, another good question. Like hour-wise. Yeah. Ugh. Well, it varies, I'm sure. But oh, of course it varies. Yeah. Like some some makeups were like, all right, we're done. Yeah, you know. And then um, other times we're like, wow, that's. This is insane. This is going right. to be a minute. For sure. <laughs> For sure. But um, what, I have to turn this woman into a bumblebee. Uh, let's give her a few hours. Well, basically. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, like, what was that season season five, uh, that Lady Gaga wig that was like 30 feet long? Oof. You know, yeah. so that, that took us a few For days sure. yeah. <laughs> to construct that and all that kind of stuff. But... Um, it depends what the makeup is. Mm-hmm. We uh, usually have to have two or three artists on on a makeup mm-hmm. to get them completed, and then they're not as shot. They're not shot as long as you think they would be. And the campaigns themselves, the shoot days. I think people must think like, you know, we have all the time in the world, right. and we just plan every makeup for weeks, and then you know we're we're doing makeup tests, and then we're shooting for weeks. No, I mean it all happens pretty much in seventy two hours. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. 
What? Let's pick a random one. Like maybe one of your favorite. I know it's impossible because you love all your children. You love all your babies the same. But let's pick like one of the images. I mean, for me, it's that key through the face. The key is that American Horror Story Hotel. Yes. So. And there were crazy, I'm t- like that, the person that was like half, you know, cinched in the mattress and, and all the different like people with like, it looked like their faces were printed with a, like a cover of a bed, like a comforter face, but that damn key. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google American Horror Story Hotel key, maybe. It's basically like a creature person. I don't try, I try not to gender creatures. A, a, a creature with a, a very old school, like antique gold ho, uh, hotel key shoved through its cheeks. I mean, how crazy. Who came up with that? That one was not me. Yeah. I mean, what a crazy idea. Who even comes up with that? Who's like, you know what I think would be cool? Shoving a key through a face. I mean, it's a genius idea. It was it was such a gorgeous ad. So I don't know if you can recall that, but how'd you do that? <laughs> how'd you get that damn key through that face, Carrie? How'd you get that damn key through that face? Well glue mm-hmm. um but ironically one thing that i i love about my clients and the other thing that terrifies me about them is people think everything's cgi in post right i mean they think like that's that's all done after yeah. the fact but we do everything in camera very cool yeah, they call it practical. We do yes. it all practical. Practical effects. Practical versus effects. computer effects. Yeah. Right. But ironically, yeah. that particular oh, yeah? one, there was a lot of posts yeah. in that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can only color and pattern and right. do everything as much as possible. Oh, how cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's another one that is more practical, though, Like that, that, that's coming to mind for you? I, there was one, I think it was two seasons ago. I, I mean, this this lady had bumblebee eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Had yeah, yeah. bumblebee eyeballs. Uh-huh. All I could think was how that, because I remember on your Instagram, you were like, it's, I wonder if I have it marked, the name of the contact company. Oh, Failed Optics. So you made real honeybee eyeballs and put them in somebody's face? Oh, no, let me tell you. Yeah. This is, I love this conversation so much because it gives me an opportunity to be like, listen, everybody, this is the deal. Yeah. This girl, Jessica Nelson, Mm -hmm. Veiled Optics, adore her, sweetest human. She literally stayed up all night hand painting these itty bitty lenses so they're they're called full scleras so these lenses cover an entire eye so these poor babes can't (laughs) see oh yeah right so uh jessica hand painted these and my client they come up with ideas but then they don't come up with ideas they come up with ideas but then they don't pull the the trigger on Mm -hmm. them so I kind of have to put everything you know in motion and then at a certain point I have to kind of like stop and wait so I'm not spending clients money frivolously right um, because you know pressure there right and then um, then when it comes down to it where I realize you know what whether they're going to want it or not I I have to get these lenses made so I'm just going to go do that and then by that point, you know, poor Jessica just has like a tiny window of time yeah. <laughs> to go, you know, do these things in the middle of the night. And she does and she pulls it off and, and it's brilliant. And that's when I look at my client. And I'm like, you're using these lenses. Yeah. And we're popping those mothers <laughs> in. Popping those in. <laughs> well, I mean, they're yeah. so because, again, I think most 
uh, people who have been on sets or that are familiar with photography and art would be like, oh, that's Photoshop. Oh, everybody thinks that. Yeah. Especially because it's a printed image. Right. That's what everybody thinks. And and that is, like I said, what I, I love so much about my clients, but yet terrifies me about them is they they are one of the only you know, clients that I know right. that really pride themselves still to this day in shooting everything in camera. I think practical effects always win. Always. I mean, my husband is like a horror fanatic. And if you watch them, there's movies now. I don't even want to throw shade to anybody, but there's movies now where it's just so obvious that it's computers and it's not as exciting. No. I like a good old, I like Fright Night. I like real bat creatures coming at you. You know what I mean? No CGI bats for Jackie J. So that's really cool to hear. Yeah. I mean, and it's not even just like lenses and prosthetics and wigs and things like that. You know, when people think, oh, that Lady Gaga wig, it's not really 30 feet long. They extended it in post. Right. No, they didn't. But even when you see animals or bugs, I mean, it's all real, too. Yeah. Like the image with the spiders coming out of Whoa. the girl. Like, <laughs> those are yeah. real spiders. And what? Oh, yeah. Okay, that. Okay. so there's an image with, it's a gorgeous glamour picture. I mean, it's like a woman looking down, and she basically has spiders jutting out of her eyes. So those are alive spiders? Yeah. What? Oh, my God. What? What? You know, Carrie, you could have gone to the dollar store and bought a damn spider for the Halloween section. What? And you got somebody to do that? Oh, yeah. Damn. Do you recycle a lot of the same uh, models? Because I was checking your Instagram. It looks like you use some of the same ones like for several pictures for the same campaign. Because you know your troopers. You're yeah. like, this bitch will sit still for five hours and yeah. let me put spiders in her eyeballs. Absolutely. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love these girls. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever personally sat and had your makeup done for like multiple hours for anything just to like get that experience to see what it's like to be on the other side? No. I, I mean, you know, I did pageants as a child. I know how, how it is to be prodded at, but like uh, Jennifer Lawrence in, in X-Men, you know, standing on a bicycle seat for 12 hours or Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, if you YouTube, um, you know, Zoe Saldana makeup, you can watch the time lapse of her getting painted green and all her prosthetics being put on. I mean, how long does that take? Hours and hours oh, and yeah. hours. And she's just sitting there, like, listening to music, on her phone, drinking juice. But how insane! Mm-hmm. It takes so much patience. Patience. Like yeah. Jim Carrey getting in his Grinch outfit. He trained with a Navy SEAL on how to tolerate pain. Yeah. Because he it was so painful mm-hmm. having to put on all that crap and the contacts and the body suits and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's it's also, you know, wearing it all day. Mm-hmm. It's um, people not being claustrophobic. Right. It's their skin being able to tolerate it day after day because you're removing it, you're right. reapplying it and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, and just overall just being able to sit still and... Oh, yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Okay, well, that's really exciting. I think it's time now to get into the questions from the listeners. Everybody has great questions. Okay, this one's a two-parter from Courtney. Hi, Courtney from Instagram. She says, do you own Halloween every year? <laughs> do you own Halloween? Do all your friends call you up and they're like, hey, Carrie, um, come over and do my Wolfman look? Or like, are you just like booked out? Are you like, you know what? It's like a, a barista making coffee for their friends. Like, bitch, I do this for a living. I'm taking the night off. How are, how are your thoughts on Halloween? Um... My thoughts are I love watching it all go mm-hmm. down. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> you know, it's like the shoemaker's kids have no shoes kind of stuff. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the barista who probably doesn't make their own coffee. Right. It's it's like that. Well, and a lot of my friends are special effects artists and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, if somebody asked me to, of course I would. Right. But it's it's an absolute luxury to get to do what I do all year long. So, so for every day's Halloween for kinda, you. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. You know, but I, I love Halloween and I love all the costumes and being part of it in that way. But um, I, I don't look to run around and, right. and do four hour makeups. Yes. All day. That ma- that's fair. And that makes perfect sense. Courtney's other question was, how do you get all that FX makeup off afterwards? Let's say you do one of your very detailed looks for the FX campaign. At the end of the day, your model sits down. How do you get all that stuff off? It's a, it's a process because you don't want to mess up the uh, the prosthetics. You want to keep everything. So, like, just generally talk us through how that works. Well, I'm so glad that that question was asked because um, I think a lot of times people are so busy learning how to apply stuff mm-hmm. that they're not realizing that the most impart- important thing is uh, – removing it right properly so i mean you could really hurt somebody oh yeah yeah with like liquid latex and that's the worst liquid right. latex is like that's evil but um, that's just what somebody who shops at like aussie dots knows about prosthetics i don't know 100 about 100%, it but yeah. for halloween or something like i put a fake beard on with my liquid latex and then that's all yeah just you know some spirit gum and whatever right exactly but uh there are products out there designed to remove um, special effects adhesives mm-hmm. because some of these adhesives are very, very tenacious. Right. And right. having them on the skin all day and all that kind of stuff, you have to really take, you have to be patient. You can't just like, oh, there's a little give. I'll just, you know, I'll just start right. healing. You have or to. Or like, I'll go in the shower and just no. scrub it all off. Like imagine no. Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther. You yeah. know, he had all those little marks on his body. I've, again, that's another fun YouTube if you're into FX makeup. He sat there for hours, and I was like, motherfucker got to take that off, too. Yeah. So oh, yeah. when you're done working all day, you're exhausted. You still, everybody, the, the makeup team is exhausted. You got to sit in the chair, yep. and you got to get all that shit off. Oh, yeah. And as a department head, I have to plan my day that right. way, too, because, you know, I try to stagger people. I try to give them breaks. But at the end of the day, if we have a makeup that's going to take two hours to get off— I'm not going to send my entire team home. Right. You know, so I'll I'll keep people on the clock with me that can help me get that appliance off and, you know, get my actor out the door in a reasonable amount of time because we've all been there for a ridiculous right. day. So. Has there ever been a time where you just couldn't get something off? Thank God, no. Yeah. <laughs> so mad, like, I can't get this elephant trunk off my damn face. You know, it I guess I'm going to live with it forever. <laughs> There's times where it's felt that way mm-hmm. where I'm like, 
this isn't budging, right. you know. But you know, you just yeah, you, you, stick you know, at the, it. you stick at it. You know the products to use, and that's that's the part of you know really knowing what you're doing. Right, is you have to know what what you're you're using and troubleshoot. Right, you know all that. Excellent. Okay, here's another question. I feel like we've sort of talked about this. This is a question from Dulcinea. Beautiful name. Is special effects make okay? Is special effects makeup school still necessary to get a job or to get into the union due to YouTube and all the other resources that now exist? We kind of talked about this. So let's say there's somebody listening somewhere out there right now, and they really want to do what you're doing. Do you recommend that they check out schools? What What would you recommend for them to start? Uh, education, mm-hmm. hands down, hundred percent. Especially if you're getting into special effects. Mm-hmm. There are great resources out there, rather, for um, for an artist like YouTube and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But the problem is, like we were just talking about, they'll they'll go into application, but right. they're really not going into, you know, the fundamentals, why, troubleshooting, sanitization, all that stuff. Ethics. All, all that stuff. Right. All that stuff. And it's, it's really crucial. I mean, you could really, you know, make or break your reputation. Um, you could hurt someone, like I said. But... Um, Education is a huge passion of mine, and and I think earlier when we started talking, we brought up how I started and mm-hmm. you know learning from other people, and there really wasn't a school and all that and everything. But I've become so passionate for teaching and educating and mentoring and helping both aspiring and working artists to you know learn and up their game and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, being in the union. It would be a disservice to yourself and everybody else if you weren't a well-rounded artist. Right. That doesn't mean you can't be in the union and solely be a beauty artist or solely do special effects, but there's an expectation of a union artist. Right. So you really should. You should know how to do all those things. And for me, I think a long school program, that's loaded because— if you're if you're you learning a bald cap one day and then you leave school and you don't do a bald cap for two years right. on your first job, then you know what are you gonna do when you get to that moment? So, I I like to do the learn as you go, learn mm-hmm. as it's necessary. You know, because as an artist, you just need to kind of absorb it right. and, and practice it. And I started my boot camps. Right. Yeah. And so that's tell us why. more about that. Colorbox Studios. Yeah. Yes. Well, that that's my passion for um, wanting to share what I've learned and where I am with with other artists. And and like I said, there there wasn't schools, and I wish there was a me when I first started, right. and, and all that kind of stuff. So. I love sharing that, and you know, Colorbox Makeup Studios is one of those um, kind of like short term kind of um, classes where I call them boot camps, and it's like an a la carte situation. So I go around the country and educate aspiring artists in markets where there is an industry, and they can get jobs, or they are working, but they're like, you know, I've been self-taught, and now I really need to, you know, I'm getting busy. I really need yeah, to know what I'm doing here. For sure. 
Yeah, so I do it with a minimal um, financial and time risk. And um, so, you know, we put them through our basic boot camp and, and add airbrush in there. And then we do like a la carte. So when you're ready to add special effects, well, then let's take a special effects class. You know, and I also let my alumni dictate what they're ready to learn, too. So, we, cool. yeah, we often get emails saying, you know, I now want to learn to ventilate a wig or make a mustache or something or or do a bald cap. I'm ready. You know, so... I want to turn a woman into a bee. (laughs) I want to turn a woman into a bee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever whatever it is your your crazy clients um, ask you to do, you want to be able to do it. Very, very, very cool. Uh, Okay, we already asked the contact lens question. Excellent. Uh, What was the longest it's ever taken you? to get a person into a look. Does it instantly come to your mind? Well, like a uh, cartoon strip of like, yeah. a whole bunch of... <laughs> your whole life flashed before <laughs> your eyes. Yeah, it's like before I hit the windshield. Right. You know? I mean, do you have... Does something come to mind as just very, very tedious? It ended up being great, but it was certainly a journey. God, so many of them were journeys. Right. There's a few makeups that were kind of nightmares, mm-hmm. but... You can't really recall them in time, even right. though like it was for an American Horror Story campaign. But it was, it was so long ago that I don't even know. It's buried somewhere, right. probably. Um, what my clients, healthy. yeah, healthy. <laughs> yeah. But well, what my clients used to do is they used to shoot every concept every different way, and then in in you know after the fact, um, they would pick what they liked. Yeah. They're like, all right, well, that didn't, one didn't work so much, or we love that one more than that one, and so we're going to do that. So some of them were only seen briefly, mm-hmm. not as showcased as they could have been. So I just remember the um, season two, there was this makeup that we were in a parking lot, ironically, in a forest. In Yeah, in Portland, we were in a forest when it was hammering down rain because my client decided there was this specific tree mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in that forest that we had to use, okay, mm-hmm. that tree right there. Oh, man. So we we flew there, brought me and, you know, just a couple of my team with me, team members with me. And here we were in this pop-up tent outside, <laughs> hammering down rain. We got electrical cords, oh, our airbrush oof. compressors. You just see rain puddling and pooling everywhere. So and very safe. Very, very yep. safe. And it was one of those things where my client didn't really know exactly what she wanted to do until we got there. Okay. So mm. It's like, I just came with the clues on my back, you right. know, or what's in my kit. And we're all just going, you want what? You know, so. Was rain part of the vision or no? no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is a not. really good the tree situation. Okay. Yep. <laughs> the tree in this forest. But, you know, it was, you know, bald cap her, but then we want her to have, you know, half her head is shaved like Rihanna. And then the other half is like a six foot wig, but then surgical scars, but she can't have eyes eyebrows and it was a whole thing so you know and of course go figure that model um reacted to everything 
Oh, yeah. Like, so. like the skin reacted to the product. Every adhesive, Ooh. every prosthetic, the bald cap, the everything. Oh, geez. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Well, did it, y'all get the picture? <laughs> we did. We did. It took yeah. us eight hours. Yeah. It Literally. Yeah. It took us eight hours. And then at the end of it, we're all like, oh, wow, that was kind of beautiful. And I remember the clients loved it. Yeah. Loved it, loved it, loved it. But, you know, I mean, like I said, that was, you know, season two is not... Super featured. It's right. not like you're like, I remember that. I don't, yeah. No. But you know what? This is our work. So, yeah. This is what we signed up for. <laughs> Gotta learn to kill your babies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite glitter, Catherine wants to know? Oh, Catherine. Um, I'm glad you asked that because I want people to know not to use craft glitter. There you go, yeah. Right? Because that'll hurt your damn eyeballs. That will. Yes. Um, uh, I think Makeup Forever has mm-hmm. some really rad colors these days, yeah. While I'm talking to you about that, I would love to know like some of these abso killer faves that you have, starting with what's your favorite white eyeshadow? Hmm. Uh, well, Viseart makes a white eyeshadow in this palette that I've kind of been using a lot lately. I used it on Pose, mm-hmm. and I used it on American Horror Story. There's a white in this editorial palette. That's really awesome. But Kat Von D makes this cream whiteout stick. So that, if you want to make anything whiter, you can always mix that in there. But this Viseart color is pretty good. Yeah, those those post campaigns are so friggin' beautiful. Oh, thanks. Oh, do you know off the top of your head what palettes or colors you use for those? Because they are like pigmented, bright colors. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's always something that I can't achieve in just normal day-to-day life. I see a photo on Instagram, I go, oh, I want that. And then I just, I can't get that pigment payoff. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite bright-ass pigment you like for, like, something like that? Yeah. Well, what I do is I layer. I layer mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. I, like, in order to get the intensity of color, you need—you really need to layer intensity right. of color. Yeah. I'm, like, one of those people where I will always start with a cream base mm-hmm. and then— um, pack over pigments and shadows and all that kind of stuff. So I did use a lot of Makeup Forever. Mm-hmm. And then I used that Viseart um, number 8 editorial palette. And then just layered a lot of um, Makeup Forever pigments and just anything that had an intense color to it. The lips by Terry and Sigma has some really bold, powerful lips. And Sigma's signature, like that fuchsia pink, that was kind of my best friend during that. And that's it's, what's interesting. Other than the Viseart, I feel like all those other ones you named are pretty accessible to everybody. Oh, yeah. Like you can get all that stuff at Sephora and easy places like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Okay. What's your favorite black eyeliner? Huh. Uh, well, if it's a liquid, the Kat Von D tattoo liner is awesome. If it's a pencil, I like both the Kevin Aquan and uh, the Christian Dior. Look at that. What's your favorite red lip? There's this line that I love called Ritual Defee, mm-hmm. started by three sisters. Cute. Yeah. And they we have... We love a woman-owned brand oh, here. Preach. And they, <laughs> um, they have a red color called Written in Blood. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that. Mm-mm. And what's your favorite setting powder? I love that. I don't really use setting powder. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? 
lay down. I'm telling you, you watch YouTube and they put layers and layers and layers of powder. I don't really use powder much. Wow. Listen, did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? Emmy nominee, she's won. Is it three Guild Awards? Bitch doesn't use powder, okay? Take that home with you. Very interesting. Is it just because you feel that the technique, how you do it, doesn't need the powder? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Basically. All right. Well, that's a great uh, follow-up to what I'm about to ask you. Um, because you teach, you fly all over the world. You teach workshops. Um, and one of the specific um, workshops you teach with Colorbox Makeup Studios is complexion. So obviously you can't teach your whole class here. But, you know, iPhones are the HGTV of all of our daily lives. And all we want to do is get that face and the complexion looking good. So are there, I mean, I'm talking a few minutes, basic little tips we can all do to make our complexion look the best it's ever been. Obviously, we're all powdering and you just said we don't need to do that. So can you just give us a little tasty taste? Then we'll all go and sign up for the classes, baby. Because I'm really intrigued right now. Good. I hope I've intrigued you. Yes. Um, well, yeah. The thing with skin is to exfoliate. Mm-hmm. That's, I think everybody starts now, with skincare. It starts with skincare. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's boring, but water. You got to mm-hmm. drink water. That changes everything is being hydrated. So if you're not totally hydrated, you have to hydrate the skin. Right. And there's a lot of great brands out there now that you can drive some moisture in quickly. And the first thing to do is to exfoliate. And for me, when I'm in a makeup room, I don't always have time. I can't turn it into a spa day. Like, right. You know what I mean? I'm not like... You're not getting the cucumber slices out. <laughs> You're not yeah. doing that. And we're not sitting there by running water all the time. So products that we can use without water are our best friends. Yeah. And this Japanese line that I love, love, love called Kogan. Mm-hmm. I know Kogendo. Oh, yeah. The foundations, right? Yeah. They're stunning. Everything. Yeah. The, well, the whole line's based on skincare. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The okay. whole, like, that's okay. really, I've worked very closely with this brand for a really long time, and um, I know a lot about what their technology is, mm-hmm. and everything's based on skincare, so treating the skin and everything like that. So they have a scrub, it's called their gamage gel, and you actually can use that on a dry skin. Wow. In the makeup room, dry skin, I mean, it's great for traveling, whatever you're going to do, and you can just wipe it off. Yeah. And wow. you've gently you know, removed a lot of... Um, just like excess, you know, texture and things like that, because especially with HD, you really want to minimize texture mm-hmm. and you want to hydrate. And especially, you know, that's key for beauty. But if we're going to do a character and a prosthetic, we need a smooth canvas for that, right. too. Mm-hmm. So um, they're, they're gamage gel. Incredible. And uh, there's another line I love called Serum Miracle. And their serum just really drives some uh, moisture into the skin and just kind of locks it in Oof, there. I'm buying both of those. Things. Yeah. You know why? Because I feel like I buy serums and they just sit on my face. Like my face won't drink them. Yeah. So if it's this one's drinking, I'm getting that baby. Yeah. Wow, how interesting. So it starts with skincare. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. So what's your daily makeup and skincare? Like, I always have MUAs in here, and we ask them, what's in your kit, and what do you use? But, like, what do you use, Carrie, for your face? Because, obviously, you vetted everything. So, like, day to day, what are your favorite things to use? 
Well, I'm glad you asked. Because everything that I use professionally, I use personally. Yeah. Well, that certainly says that it works and that you like it. Yeah. It, well, I if I don't endorse it in my own routine and my makeup room, mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring it into my classroom right, either. For sure. So every product I hand select and I've I've really put it to the test. Yeah. You know, so if you have something on a skin for, you know, 15 hours and you're like, oh, wow, you're still, you know, hydrated and and all that then you know and for me traveling around the world right. and all that kind of stuff you know i i don't want to show up like i don't have my act together well yeah if you show up <laughs> yeah. looking dry and and crusty people aren't going to take you seriously no trust there right so um i use the gamage gel so mm-hmm. i use kogando i use their cleanser i use the serum miracle in fact serum miracle has a really great um mask um hydrating mask i use that and um, and I love, love, love oils. I'm all about that. And I just recently got introduced to this organic um, shea butter line called Sheraboo. Mm-hmm, and Oh, it's adorable. Yeah. And the founder, she's lovely. And so I've just been slathering myself with all kinds of shea butter and shea oil and all that kind of stuff. What um, daily foundation or, or cover-up do you like? Um, well, for myself personally, um, if I put it on somebody else, I love Veil. Okay, Veil, yep. Beauty mm-hmm. Veil Cosmetics. I wore that at my wedding. Oh, mm-hmm. it's nice. My friend Kat, Kat Bardot, she's that head de- head department, or she's the department head on drug history. Nice. Oh, so, my God, I love that show so, so she's pro- she's done crazy stuff, you know? She's got to turn people into Hitler. She's got to turn people into all kinds of stuff. So she, but she did my makeup for my wedding. She does beauty as well, but she also really loves effects and everything but she did veil i I wore mostly all veil stuff yeah it's it's incredible and it's you know vegan cruelty free you know so everybody's you know fan of that they have a good shade range carrie and they and that thank you for asking that because not only do they have a really good shade range but it's a shade range that makes sense so you can always tell a makeup line that's founded by or you know there's a professional makeup artist behind when their their shade system makes sense right you know it's not called like rosy beige you know it's like 3N right <laughs> or for 3G sure or yeah. 3P or something that, like that see I never even think about that that's yeah. so interesting yeah I love that. Thank you so much, Carrie. We're, we're wrapping up here. Why don't you tell everybody where we can find you on social media? I want to hear more about Colorbox Makeup Studios so everybody out there listening can say, hey, I kind of want to go see Carrie and her team. So just tell us where we can find you and anything you have coming up. Well, um, I do have two Instagram accounts because one of them, my Colorbox Makeup Studio one, kind of turned into all the creepy American horror story. Mm-hmm. Well, people want to see it. And I love it. It's so interesting because you tag everybody. You tag the DP. You tag the model. You tag the brand. So if you're really into that, that's a great resource to see and you can check everything out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I love all these people. I mean, they're, I have relationships. Right. And, I mean, we go to battle together and, and all that. And if I'm going to share it, I'm going to share For it. Sure. For I sure. I appreciate yeah. that. And then I have my Carrie Herta MUA um, Instagram where I'm just trying to put some just of my beauty work and mm-hmm. some normal stuff on there to kind of show my range that I do both things. But what I have coming up, I'm going to be at the Makeup Show LA Excellent. in November 10th and 11th. And my part of my team will be there, like my 
core team will be there, and we're actually going to be at my booth recreating <gasps> some of the iconic American Horror Story campaign oh, images. Oh, shit. I'm going to that. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm it's going gonna to be that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And the cool thing is, not only are we recreating these looks right there live at our booth, but we're also putting them on the models in the campaigns. So my girls be there. And then um, so while we're doing all the crazy fun stuff at the booth, I'm going to do some platform demos for beauty as well to kind of, you know, show a little bit about what I do as an educator and what my classes are like and and things like that, because I'm not just about teaching you know, hands-on makeup. I, I really want people to know that here's some business tips and how to network and really get out there. And we don't teach them and leave them. You know, we're there as a resource. Right. We support you. I hire my students. Anybody that works for Colorbox, if you're not an instructor, you are an alumni of mine. And I take you all over the place. How cool. And yeah. one more time, what is the Instagram for Colorbox? It's uh, Colorbox Makeup. At Colorbox Makeup. And it's color with the OU, like the European way. Because I'm going to be international. Oh, cute! <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the goal. I love that! I was wondering that because I was like, she's American. Maybe she's just being fancy. But I love that. So it's C-O-L-O-U-R, box. Yeah, um, yeah, color box makeup, yeah. Color box makeup, excellent. Mm-hmm. Carrie, thank you so much for being here. Even though you're not going to be out, have a happy Halloween. <laughs> you're going to be at home with a face mask on, your feet up. Watching TV while all those trick-or-treaters come by. Yeah. You're going to stay out of it. Love it. Because every day's Halloween for Carrie Herta. I guess. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, don't forget to cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. It's a good show.